What's up, world? Welcome to a new episode of the Brand New Show. As you know, I am Brand New, and like always, on all podcast platforms, Brand New Show, social media platforms, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Threads, Brand New Show, and of course, YouTube channel, Brandon Janus Show. Hope you guys enjoy this because tonight, this is Wrestling Life. Man, oh man, oh man. Um, what has been going on? <laughs> in wrestling life, man, a lot of things been going on. Um, one thing that I want to uh, first get into is uh, there's a video that's been surfacing, surfacing around social media. Uh, uh, Paul White, uh, aka Big Show from WWE, was. And uh, um, OVW show, and pretty much giving a, a you know buy one get one free tickets to, to AEW. Um, it's no surprise and it's no shocker. AEW has been struggling to get um people to come to their shows now. Now some people say, well, this is wrestling shows. WWE doesn't even have really a full house like that. At some of these shows, I've been to a couple of WWE shows, and I can actually tell you guys that yeah, you're right. Sometimes they don't. And I mean, when it goes to like when it's not the hard camera, you can actually see a lot of the seats not really that much filled up, but it's still WWE, and it is a hot commodity right now. But AEW right now is in a position where now the conversation is starting to become it is is Edge, well, formerly known as Edge at WWE. Adam Copeland, a draw in AEW. Now, it's only been a month since he's physically, well, I can't even say it's been a month, it's been a couple weeks, so I guess a month um, since he's been in AEW. Um, and my thing with, I think with Edge is that he hasn't found the right opponent yet. I mean, you literally threw him into, a, a, you literally threw him into a storyline with Christian, which is like, okay, this is awesome, but What's the story? What's what's the story? Is it him trying to get his old friend back? Is it him trying to, you know, pretty much keep his friend from going down the same road he went down in WWE, which is pretty much what they're trying to make it as. Like, you don't want to turn into me with the Judgment Day, chasing these motherfuckers all the way around every fucking week for literally the last seven, eight, nine, ten months, trying to get my payback on these motherfuckers, like. But the problem with that is that, again, why is that the storyline? Like, if I, if, if, if you're AEW, you're truly, pretty much doing what WWE has done already, which is, like, trying to get Edge to tell Christian, hey, they're going to betray you, they're going to betray you, let me help you out of this situation. The problem with that is, is that you're literally trying to borrow from WWE with a storyline. It's just like, bro, I don't want to, if you're going to make Edge and Christian a thing, make Edge and Christian a fucking thing. I literally said this when, when, you know, we did this, when I did this, when Edge went to AEW and I said, I don't see how you make Edge and Christian a thing because it's not edging, well, technically, it's still edging Christian, but it's Adam Copeland and Christian Cage. It's not even the same kind of dynamic anymore. And 
I'm trying to understand this. I'm really trying to understand this. And that is that I don't think that I don't think AEW knows what the fuck they're doing. We're still talking about um, we're still talking about the Tuesday Night Wars. Chris Jericho went on his podcast and was like, you know, uh, pretty much was saying, you know, pretty much sentiment, pretty much saying the same shit Tony Khan said, but just kind of like a little bit smarter was like, y'all needed to stack the show to beat us. And it's like, bro, WWE has the ability to do that shit whenever the fuck they feel like it. You do not. So shut the fuck up when y'all get just a taste of medicine, y'all own medicine. Like, shut the fuck up. And I respect Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho is somebody I grew up on. But, like, bruh, stop this shit about crying about foul play when WWE let you motherfuckers. You motherfuckers was happy as a motherfucker when y'all were winning. Every damn time y'all beat a, y'all beat NXT, which, again, you beat NXT. But y'all want to call it now the secondary show. And it's like, well, that secondary show whooped your ass. So, in the secondary show, is actually the better show. Not as I would say, a, NXT is probably the second best show WWE has. I think it's better than Raw. Raw still got to kind of work themselves out of that. Three hour shit is kind of like a hard thing to work out of. But now that Triple H is 100% in control of creative, he could probably make Raw back to where it used to be. And he has the last couple of times, last couple of weeks. But, you know, but man, um, yeah, man. I, but y'all are complaining and crying about how WWE put John Cena and Undertaker and Cody Rhodes. And did y'all not call y'all fucking show title Tuesday where every champion? And I know people are going to sit here and say, well, they always do that. But it's the way you stack that fucking card up, too. Don't get it twisted, acting like, and it's going to be the night Adam Copeland debuts. What the fuck are y'all talking about? Why are y'all complaining about somebody beating, doing exactly what the fuck you do? What are you complaining about? I'm shocked you motherfuckers that put MJF on a goddamn program. I mean, like, to wrestle. What are you complaining about? AEW... Needs to stop this, and they need to stop trying to act like they're some victims. They're not victims. You wanted a competition. WWE finally gave you a competition. And they showed you mother, and they showed you motherfuckers that these are two different worlds. You cannot fuck with us. When we really want to, we can crush you. And they did it. So stop complaining now. Like that's stupid. They complain now. But Adam Copeland, man, getting back to him. And some people are saying, is he a draw in AEW? Can he be that guy? Is he a product of WWE? Everybody's a product of WWE. Everybody's a product of WWE. Chris Jericho is a product of WWE. John Moxley is a product of WWE. Cesaro. Brian Danielson, Christian Cage, all these motherfuckers are products of WWE. They might not have got a chance to shine like that in WWE, but they're all a product of it. So when you sit up here and say, is, is Edge a product of the, yes, 
obviously. But the thing about AEW right now is they're not putting them in any positions to actually grow as a character. You literally just throw them in a headline. You throw them in a storyline with Christian, and it was like, that, that's, your, that's your story. It's Christian. Which, instead of you doing that out the gate, you could have waited. You could have waited, and you didn't, which is the dumbest shit in the planet. Like, why you just didn't wait to do that storyline, I don't know. You could have waited. It wasn't like you needed to do it right then and there, because they're not going to get together anytime soon. So you could have literally waited and put Edge in a MJF feud. You could have put him in a Jay White feud. You could have done something, and you didn't do it. Why? I don't fucking know. I don't know. Is Edge a draw? We shall see. I don't know. It's still too early to tell, man. I'm not going to sit here and say Edge cannot draw an AEW. But the thing about Edge in WWE was he had real people to compete against. He had people that made sense for him to go up against. The Undertaker. You had real... I don't. And again, on, on top of this, it's like, what is Edge? Is he a face? Is he a heel? What is Edge? Like, that's the thing about Adam Copeland. Edge in WWE was when he was a heel, he had a prominent face. When he was a face, he had a prominent heel. The problem with AEW is I don't know what the fuck he is. Is he a face? I guess he's a face. So who's the heel? Christian? But again, you're not putting him in a fucking match with Christian anytime soon. So you're going to, and this is the, also the problem with AEW that I've always felt, is that AEW wait too fucking long to give you what you already wanted. It's like for eight months, y'all like, this is a good story here, yeah, I tell you here. It, nigga, it took two years to finally have a match. Ain't Keith Lee supposed to fight and swerve at some point, nigga? Have they even fought yet? Have these motherfuckers even touched hands? What is going the fuck on with AEW storytelling? Not every story needs to be built for two fucking months. Like, this is not that. Just fucking put a fight together. Make it happen. I don't understand AEW sometimes with storytelling. They suck at it. They're terrible at it. Yes, you have a great story, but it takes you two fucking years to get the damn story done. It's like to fight these. Like, get this shit over and done with. It doesn't take this long. The one thing about the everybody's story in WWE doesn't take this damn long. The bloodline storyline makes sense to be this fucking long because it actually has real characters that fit the fucking story. Everybody else's story don't not take this goddamn long. It takes you three months. Boom, boom, boom. Get it over and done with. We're on. We're on to the next fucking thing. At some point, they're gonna have contact. I don't get it, but anyway. But yeah, it's too soon to call Adam Copeland like a non-draw in WNAW. I can't, I can't call him that because I don't know. The storyline that he's in is stupid to be in already. Like you put him in a storyline with Christian, just to have them what? For what? What are you doing with this storyline? Are you gonna build it for like six, eight months just to then finally get Christian and Edge to team up together? Like. I guess, cool, whatever, do it, but it's just like, it's taking forever to get that done. Speed up the fucking process, that's all I'm saying. WWE, like I said, Triple H is now full creative, and um, the owner, Ariel Manuel, 
said that he is the reason for why Vince McMahon is no longer in creative. Uh, he is no longer doing anything creative. And I just want to say thank you. I think I said that earlier in the last podcast episode I did, but I will say it again. Thank you. Um, thank you to Vince, too. Vince, when you were in the 90s and, you know, you needed to turn your company around, you did it. The problem with Vince in the 2000s was you tried to make people, again, like what you think people want to see. And that is big-ass dudes that can't fucking move as the guys. And that's not it. It's never been the, that's never been it. When the, when WWE turned around in the 90s, Stone Cold Steve Austin is not Hulk Hogan. He was different. The Rock was not Macho Man. He was different. So I think everybody that that we the reason why we love the attitude ever as wrestling fans is that it was completely the characters that they were. Because they were actually reality based characters. The rock is the rock. That's who the fuck he is. Stone Cold was Stone Cold. That's who the fuck he is. Undertaker was Undertaker. Mankind was Mankind. Triple H was Triple H. That's who the fuck they were. The problem with Vince's creativeness at the end of his tenure as a as the creative process was you didn't want people, general fans to get... Like Stone Cold, people forget, Stone Cold was not a Vince creation. Stone Cold got over with the fans. Stone Cold got over with the fans before Vince even had a chance to even look up. And then he believed in Stone Cold. Now, he gave him opportunities, but Stone Cold still capitalized on them opportunities and showed you he can be the guy. I've watched too many documentaries where they didn't know really what the fuck Stone Cold was until Stone Cold stopped trying to be around, stopped trying. First, they had him come in as the million-dollar man's, like, the new million-dollar man. And then after that, and then after Ted DiBiase went to WCW, he was back to, they didn't know what the fuck to do with him again. And he made the decision to become more of the drinking, stunning motherfuckers, Stone Cold Steve Austin. And Vince was just like, all right, I guess I'll give you that chance. And he went with it. Vince didn't even like DX at the time. He didn't even like DX. And DX kept going to Vince and telling him, hey, man, this shit is going to work. Just let us go. And when he finally did, look at that. DX was actually a real fucking good group. Who knew that? I'm not saying Vince was a terrible person. because No, because at the end of the day, Vince did believe in those guys. The Rock became The Rock, but only after Vince let him turn hill. Sounds familiar, don't it? Because The Rock was supposed to be this generational star. He was supposed to be this, and the fans booed his ass out the building every fucking time. And when The Rock, I think The Rock got hurt, and then that's when Jim Ross called him and was like, hey, Rock, you're going hill next time. When you come back, you're going hill. And he was like, thank the Lord. <laughs> Same thing with somebody else in the Rock's bloodline that we now praise a lot. But Vince at the time was like, you're going to turn face and you're going to stay face and we're going to push you as this good guy. And he couldn't get past it until he went hill. And now he's the hottest goddamn thing on the planet as a wrestling fan. And so happens to create a bloodline storyline that lasted three fucking years. 
Vince cannot co- Vince cannot create modern day wrestling because he doesn't know how to do it. His modern day wrestling is just give is he's supposed to be cheered. <laughs> that's that's his in his head. This person's supposed to be cheered. I'm so happy that Triple H is not creative because I don't have to see Omos on TV every fucking week. A man that couldn't even fucking move in the ring. Man, it could barely fucking do anything. But Vince was like, he's going to be a guy. He's going to be the star. He's like, no. Vince would have broken up the Judgment Day at some point, which at that time I probably would have agreed with him. But he needed it to cook. He needed to see what happens. And now the Judgment Day is one of those crews. He would have fucked up the Bloodline storyline at some point. I know he would have. At the end of the day, man, thank you, Vince. But your 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 thought process would does not work for this generation of wrestling. It doesn't work. And I'm happy that, you know, Ariel Emanuel was like, I'm the reason for why Vince is no longer in creative. That's good. I'm happy. <laughs> I'm happy. Now, I'm doing my rating review show for Crown Jewel, and a match that has been announced is a match that I've been pretty much fucking saying I didn't want to see right now, but fans are going to just, I want to see it now, like, whatever, and that is Roman Reigns versus LA Knight for the universe, the Undisputed Universal Championship. I have literally been saying for weeks before Roman even came back, I do not want to see LA Knight go up against Roman Reigns for the undisputed Universal Championship. LA Knight is great in the ring with the mic. But he still needs that polishing matchups. He needs those fights, man. This isn't like Logan Paul. This isn't like, you know, you put him in the ring and he's going to still be good when he comes out of it. That ain't it. And it's getting to the point where I'm like, when they fight each other, man, I don't really see any scenario of Roman, Roman beating LA Knight outside of just beating him clean. The problem with that is y'all want him to get, like, I've seen so, scenario, so many scenarios people have been rooting out here. It's like, well, they need to let somebody come out and cheat and help Roman beat, like, LA Knight. It's just like, bro, this is why I didn't want LA Knight to fight Roman Reigns. Because he's not ready. This is not the fucking time to fight Roman Reigns for LA Knight. But since the fans want it, they're going to give it to you. Which is the dumbest shit ever. I don't want this fight. I saw today, I was on TikTok. Somebody I used to follow that does wrestling, uh, JD from NY. And he said this same shit. He was like, I don't see, fans are going to love it. And it's going to be a good match. But it's just like, LA Knight's not ready for this. And that's exactly what I'm saying. It's like, he's not fucking ready for this. I don't think people really, really fucking understand that. Like, what happens if he, when he, when he loses, because that's exactly what the fuck is going to happen. And this is the crazy part. Nobody believes he's going to win this match. Nobody believes he's going to win this match. Not a so. Real shit. Do y'all really think LA Knight is going to beat Roman Reigns? Fuck out of here. Like, there's no way in hell he's beating Roman Reigns. There's never gonna, that's never gonna fucking happen. 
So what the fuck was the point of putting him in this match? Because the fans want it? Because he's super popular? Because he's super over? Don't get it twisted. These promos are going to be amazing. Next week is going to be incredible. But I'd rather not see this match. I think it's going to be a good match. I think it's going to be a great match. I think it's going to... It's just... The only way Roman beats LA Knight is literally if he beats him clean to me. Is Because, yeah, you could cheat. But who's going to... My thing is this. Because Solo's going to have John Cena. John Cena's going to come out and take care of Solo. Jey Uso is now going to take care of Jimmy. What's the reason? Cody Rhodes might even come out there. What is the... Who's helping Roman win? The only other scenario is if you hired somebody from the bloodline. Or The Rock's daughter helps Roman Reigns. Which... Creates a whole other dynamic of the bloodline. Which I don't think she's ready to call, be called up yet. So it kind of just is like, what is what? I don't... I, this is why I did not want to see this fucking match. I'm like, but y'all wanted it so bad. It's like, bro, this is not going to end well. For LA Knight, because here's the thing about fans, man. If he gets pinned clean, y'all going to turn on him. Y'all ain't going to want to rock with LA Knight no more. One of the reasons why I didn't want to see this goddamn match. (sighs) All in all, man. Also, Judgment Day winning back to tag team titles on Monday Night Raw. I saw some people being like, so what the fuck was the point of having Cody and Jay beat them at Fastlane to set up Jay and Jimmy, and Cody, and Roman. That simple. That's the only reason why you did it. That is literally the only reason why you did it. Also, Kevin Owens going to SmackDown. I really haven't addressed that either. Kevin Owens going to SmackDown, which is something I've been knowing was going to happen. I didn't. I never bought into the policy of they're going to put Cody Rose on SmackDown. Who the fuck thought that is the dumbest shit? That's how I know you motherfuckers don't really know wrestling. Who the fuck thinks Cody Rhodes should have went to SmackDown when you have no reason to put him on SmackDown? There was no reason to even put him on SmackDown. You got what you wanted. That is the reason. You wanted to put Cody on SmackDown for a moment just to see if people was going to still want that match. Cody Roman. And holy shit, people still want that match. That's all you needed to see. And also Jimmy and Jay. Will people want that match? And that's all you needed to see. By the way, y'all realize Solo didn't even... Jay didn't even pay attention to Solo. He went straight to Jimmy. Isn't that not a little foretelling? Like a little forecoming of what the fuck is going to happen? Just saying. All in all, wrestling is still wrestling. (laughs) And... Man, I'm looking forward to this, man. NXT, like I said, uh, is one of my favorite shows, man. I'm getting back to watching NXT, man. I, I watch NXT now every Tuesday. And like I said, man, I think it's the second best program WWE has outside of SmackDown. Um, I think Raw's third. Like I said, these three hours of Raw is, 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 a, is a draining fucking situation, especially if you got football on. If, you know, this Monday I might watch Raw more because I don't want to watch the football game they got on. But despite that, Raw takes forever, man. It's three hours, man. That shit takes forever. If they would push it back to two hours, it, I would be like, 
that makes sense. You know, this new deal, especially if they now move Raw around, move it off the of USA network, move it to, like I said, um, when I did this, and said if they move it to, like, ESPN, because ESPN is now putting Raw, uh, putting football on ABC again. So if they put it on ESPN, I would not be surprised that they move it to two hours. I would. I personally would probably move it back to two hours. Um, but, yeah. Let's see how this all plays out. Until next time, man. November 4th, Crown Jewel. Crown Jewel, I think, is on at like 11 noon uh, next Saturday. So I got that early, do that show, and then I would be um, doing uh, LSU, uh, Alabama, Bleed Purple and Gold, which is my my show for that. So I got two episodes in two weeks. <laughs> two episodes in two days. Well, two episodes in one day, I should say. And a couple hours of each other. So, other than that, man, I'm looking forward to this, man. Until next time, man, I am Brandon Janu. This is Wrestling Life. Peace.